what you're about to hear is an incoherent mess. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of The Masked Podcasters. Who are these vengeful people coming out through the magic of podcasting? My name is Shannon and as usual, joined here by my brother Jake. I'm vengeance. It's it's a slightly less ridiculous voice that we get to listen to through the whole of this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's too bad. I don't think it's it, it's it's not the mechanized kind of metallic Affleck voice. No, it's not the someone just give him a lozenge for God's <laughs> sakes, Christian yeah, Bale, and it's not certainly not. I'm not trying Val Kilmer and. Um, George Clooney. George Clooney. Uh, so, and then Keaton's. Keaton's just Keaton, man. He's just he's just doing his thing. He doesn't he doesn't change his voice at all. He's just like I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman. Doesn't matter. Bruce Wayne. Doesn't matter. You, you won't know. You won't know. I still, I, I like like the idea that we should have sent a picture out of Batman in his cowl, but not told anyone who the actor was playing him, and then see if we could work it out. If the mask is that good that no one can pick it then they've done their job. If everyone's just like, well, that's Robert Patterson, then they've got to recast it. Oh, I was I was thinking it It looks like he's just a square-jawed guy. Like, it's hard to kind of tell. You're you suggesting that Robert Patterson didn't do that? What? You're saying no, that I'm, Robert I'm Patterson just, wasn't? No, of course he was, but it just... It, he's he's not. Like... He was only Bruce Wayne. He wasn't. But you're saying you, you're no, challenging no, no, no. his performance. No, I'm not challenging his performance at all. I'm just saying... With the cape, with the cowl on, he looks like a square-jawed man. It's not a very distinctive Robert Pattinson jaw. I still don't understand how nobody knows. How nobody goes. I reckon that. I reckon it's Bruce Wayne. I reckon it's. I reckon it's him. You, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. But I guess. I guess the only thing about the the two year Batman, there hasn't been many photos of Batman that you can see, mm. so he'd still be relatively unphotographed. Yes. Yes, what we need is we need Peter Parker on it to shoot <laughs> to shoot Batman so that we've got pictures of him. That's what we need. Yes. Need a, a DC uh, <laughs> Marvel crossover. Yep. Let's not give them any ideas because they actually no, did a good job. They, yes, they did a good job. We're talking the Batman, Shan. Because people have read the little... Yeah, not, not Batman, not, not Dark Knight, the Batman. We're doing an actual movie that's re- released in the last few weeks it really depends what? on when you get this out because you might we might get this out in about a month's time no no i'm pretty good with the with the new releases for our ones just you know, the the other channel that's a bit delayed because we've recorded so channel. many of them let's not talk about the other <laughs> channel um we're doing the batman um we we went and saw it opening night um look to be honest if you haven't seen the batman i skip this podcast um i think you're better off going and seeing it uh, uh, cold, cold enough. You've probably seen yeah. some reviews, but I think you're much better off going, even have seen the trailers and going, just going to see the movie. Because I think, not that there's, there's certainly some surprises that you'll get out of this, but I think. There's not spoilers per se. It's, it's a pretty, like, you know, the ending of the movie is pretty, you know, if we, if we tell you the ending, it's a spoiler, but we're not, there's no real surprise or shock value in here. What we might try and do is give people a little bit of an overview about, about the tone um, and whether we enjoyed it or not, so that people have a at least some sort of in, indication, because it's no secret here on the podcast that 
we're both massive Batman fans, and mm-hmm. and I I, I'm, I I defer to you because you are supremo Batman fan over me. I'm a big Batman fan, but you're certainly supremo Batman fan. Yes. Um, and so you know, I, I was far more interested in your your thoughts and opinions on this movie uh, because I told you privately off air um, that I had seen all of the trailers and I was getting increasingly worried about you you were confident that it was going to be garbage i i I was very confident that we were going to see a big hot steaming pile of garbage um based on the trailers and i thought the first trailer was fine and then i think the rest of them look let's just say they did this film no favors the the first and the first and second trailer where they focused all on the riddler um with glimpses of other characters was the strongest part strongest trailers where the the cat and the bat trailer made me increasingly worried. The more the more I watched of those, the more worried I got. Uh, as you as you did, did, um, I, did I was still fake. You, I was still a bit more optimistic than you were. You were hopeful that it was going to be good. Yes. yes, I was. I was convinced and positive it was going to be awful. That's where I yep. think we we sat. Yeah. Um, and. You know, I was absolutely pleasantly surprised. What what struck me most out of the surprise was probably the tone mm-hmm. of this, because C- I don't think that those trailers gave you a good impression of the tone to expect. And I think I turned to you, apart from my amazing Alfred joke, which, <laughs> yes. which I was very impressed about. Which we'll, he'll get into in spoilers because he he have to share it. It's it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but but I I called it Dark Knight Cross with Seven. And I actually turned yep. to you, I think, at the cinemas and said, I, "This is more of a horror movie." Mm, you did than than anything else. It's probably not quite horror, but I think, and I don't think people would call Seven a horror. I think they'd call that a thriller. No, it's a thriller. It, it, it's a it's a it's a deep cross. It's exactly what you said. It's the Dark Knight crossed with with a, a good mystery, which is it, not what you expect walking in. No, not only, I mean, we're we're used to the to the Batman movies being dark. Not only just dark in terms of the way they're shot, like yep. someone turn a light on for God's sake. Um, <laughs> but in tone, this is clearly the darkest Dark Knight we've seen in terms of the Batman on screen. Maybe yep. maybe Burton esque, but way more serious. Like Burton's still got an element of the silly in it. Um, yeah, the, the comic's still built in through it, thrown in through it. This takes itself incredibly seriously. Yeah. I, I still found some giggles. I still enjoyed There's still parts that yeah, I actually audibly laughed still, at. There was some still laughter. In the, I mean, it's not, it's not really laugh out loud. The whole audience is cacking themselves laughter. But I, I think what everyone's kind of expecting in a superhero movie now is is the Marvel effect. Mm. And this is this is a complete polar opposite to any Marvel movie you're going to see. Yeah, uh, or, or up to date, because you know it it, ta- it takes itself super seriously and it's grounded. Um, there's real stakes for mm. once, you know. You, um, you you feel those stakes early on. But Batman doesn't feel like he is uh, the supreme kind of. He's got his head around all of it. Like he makes mistakes. In fact, he fails. Well, don't go too far. But it's 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 year two of his story. So you see, early on, he's writing a journal. It's the year, year two of Gotham Project. Uh, so he's doing he's doing a diary and he's he's experimenting with this with this persona. So it's only year two. He, he's still somewhat of a, a myth, a legend. Um, 
but he's slowly growing in more more and more you know realness uh, i think i think we probably need to to try and sum it up i think it's a it's an incredibly long movie it's it's nearly it 3 hours worth yep um it's not like other Batman movies that you've seen. And I think if you enjoy a thriller or a sort of police procedural, um, you know, also starring a man who dresses as a big bat, um, <clears throat> you'll probably like this movie. I think it, it's certainly not. It's strayed very far from the kid-friendly version of Batman. I don't think oh, yeah, the movie, sure. movie Batmans have been anywhere close to kid-friendly for a long time. But this is certainly the least kid-friendly version of batman it's certainly not doesn't have arnold schwarzenegger making ice puns for for an hour and a half so it takes itself incredibly seriously and that tone is something that struck me hugely is it it is really quite quite dark well it's it's always dark it's always raining he's more he's more detective batman and batman than he is bruce wayne you barely see the bruce wayne persona at all it's on the same, I'd say the same tone as the Joker movie. Yeah. But it's very, very different to the Joker movie. That same kind of dark and gritty and, you know, downtrodden character. But it's the same tone, but it's a very, very different movie. Yeah, it is. and But I. it's absolutely something that I think, uh, even if you don't like superhero movies, I think you can probably, I've always put Batman in a different kind of territory it, particularly yeah. when the movies try to be very grounded, it, it's it's someone that you can absolutely kind of believe exists. It's still not quite to a, to a degree. It's the closest that you're going to get, I think, from a movie kind of superhero movie. This is not your dad's Marvel movies, right? No. This is this is something completely different. And I think that they it was pitch perfect in the tone. What I will say is, I think that we we encourage this. We talked about this a lot, and I think we've done some other episodes where we're like, A, you have to take some inspiration from the Arkham video games, and Mm -hmm. there is literally shots and there's whole scenes. I'm like, this feels very Arkham-y to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think you had to take that. I think it it almost feels like a bit of a one-shot in terms of it doesn't really need a continuing story. You don't need to pick up an overarching arc like the Dark Knight trilogy did. Yeah. Like, it feels very much like a self-contained story. Like this is year two of Batman and the next one we'll see will be kind of very different again. And I think that was my favorite part about it is it didn't need to build a mythos. It very much felt like a one shot point in time in his life. Yeah. Which I very much appreciated uh, Matt Reeves doing. Uh, Do do you want to give a a letter grade for people who are going to stop here and, and, and go off and watch it? Um, Look, I, I need to see it again, and uh, um, but I'm, I'm sitting at you know an A for me. It's probably one of my favourite movies I've seen the last five years. One of my favourites, so I've, I've got to got to give it an A. Yeah, I think it deserves a second viewing for me as well. But I was I was sitting at a at a B plus to an A minus type type situation. I think the longer I've sat with it. Uh, potentially further, you know, further removed. I'm probably more towards the the A minus. Um, how it stacks up against Nolan's trilogy is going to be an interesting conversation we'll have in a little bit. Um, yep. But uh, I I I really really enjoyed it, and I went in with such little expectations for it um, that I was thrilled. 
I was absolutely thrilled with what we got. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's got it's not without its flaws like any other movie. Oh, but, yeah, of course. I'm not, I'm not saying um, it's perfect by any means, but it, it's it's such a good representation. It's, it's absolutely worth <laughs> worth the viewing experience. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think even if you don't like superhero movies, I think you can get some enjoyment out of this. And I don't think I've ever said that. Dark Knight, maybe, but Dark Knight yeah. to me still feels like a like a superhero movie. Yeah, um, this this really didn't for me. This this felt like he could he could almost be like a, a, a really good cop, like a really good police sergeant or something. Yeah, I'm thinking it's more along like the Equalizer or something like that, where he's just like a really badass kind of vigilante who's who's super rich, who's got the means at his at his fingertips. Yeah. yeah. Right, a spoilers, spoiler-free section done. You've been warned now. All right, so the ending. All right, no. Um, let's talk. Let's talk <laughs> actors. Let's talk Robert Patterson. Yep. Um, I think, and I think the funny thing is with this is he's actually playing two parts, and I think we need to judge him on both of his parts. Yep. I really <laughs> liked when he was Batman. I really didn't like when he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bryan. I wasn't a fan of his his long hair emo look. I mean, it was a little bit better when he was out as Bruce Wayne. Like with his hair slicked back and, you know, at the funeral wearing a suit, he looked kind of relatively normal. It was when he, you know, took his cowl off and he had the, you know, the big panda eyes, which I, I really enjoyed. They showed the makeup. Because you, know, you would have to. You have to wear makeup underneath it to to look like that. And you would sweat so it would smear. Um, and I, and I, I didn't like the long hair look of Bruce Wayne. I thought he was better at the funeral scene. As we got to the funeral scene, I thought that was a better showing of Bruce Wayne, and particularly then when he confronts uh, uh, Falcone. Um, yeah. It's a better showing of Bruce Wayne than he's not doesn't say very much, but he's very much a kind of silent hero type as Bruce Wayne. But the early stages where he was kind of a sullen teenager Bruce Wayne, where he was like deliberately yeah, father dad. Of- yeah, he that not, kind of my biggest thing is why are you being a dick to Alfred? Like yeah. before you find out the trick, you're being a dick to him for no reason. I, I actually felt like that was a lost opportunity. I thought that was one of the storylines they tried to cram in this that they didn't yeah. need to. Yeah. It, Alfred didn't have a huge amount of um screen time. He's played fine. You know, Andy Circus is fine, and that hospital scene in isolation is fine. I just don't think it was earned. Like we saw him be a bit of a dick. Alfred was still nice to him. Alfred gets blown up and then they're like, have this sort of breakthrough moment where um, they can, conf- he confronts him about his father and he gets, a- he gets the alternative story, which, yeah. you know, we-, we now accept as the audience is true, but he says he basically wakes up after being blown up and his first words. I was are, so, you- a- I was so angry at that. So angry. While the guy's just woken up after taking a bomb for you mm. and your first words are, you lied to me, not how are you, how you're feeling. Are you okay? No, yeah, I, you lied to me, Alfred. I just think in a in a near three hour movie with so much going on, yeah, we didn't need that. We we didn't need. I th- I feel like they wanted to give Andy Circus something yeah. to do. Yeah. Um. And and you can you can you can play that in the next movie. You want an overarching story, make it the kind of Alfred story in the background as the kind of yeah. linchpin that pulls the movies together. I just don't think you needed. That that didn't emotionally hit for me. I was more interested in this is a Batman who was still learning, mm. and I think that's way more effective than Batman Begins. Yeah, 
Like I yeah. feel like that that learning, which you don't actually see, you just know A is in the second year, and you see him just make mistakes mm. rather than like I'm a training montage. Like we didn't need. Thankfully, this movie A doesn't give you any montages. No, I was it doesn't. Very it doesn't give you any they, parental story. They teased it, man. He had a longing look to his father's photo or something. I'm like, oh, they're going to show it. They're going to show it, and oh, they didn't. I think. Do I think it. at that stage we would have walked out because I would have just been like, I'm done. Like, Thank, just, thankfully, they've decided to pitch it year two, where we didn't need to see that, and they knew that the audience has seen that a million times. Yeah. Um. But but we have. Some, some, I mean, Batman's had so many runs and story arcs that just about anything is canon in the Batman universe. Oh, it's so, it's so much, yes. But we have a different, a, certainly a different telling of Thomas Wayne, the the origin story, the Thomas Wayne origin story, in the in the fact that Thomas was not the squeaky clean kind of pillar of society that he's been put up in every other movie. Well, um, I just think I think they're, they're showing that they're they're learning from all aspects of the Batman mythology, not just the comic books, but you're looking at, you know, possibly TV shows. You're looking at video games. Um, then this one's really, really influenced by um, the Telltale Batman series on uh, the video games where, you know, Batman Bruce isn't, uh, sorry, Thomas isn't a squeaky clean guy. Um, they they, they did throw a bit of a hail, they throw a hail Mary at that, which I don't actually think they needed. I think I would have been comfortable with him just, knowing that his dad was, you know, I think that changes Batman's arc somewhat. Like Batman was out for, so Bruce Wayne's out for vengeance. He's he's yep. an angry dude. Like he's he's he talks about wanting to to take vengeance on the city, on on people that that hurt his his parents, killed his parents, yep. and so he starts off quite aggressive in that sense. And and the end of the movie is that he learns that vengeance kind of doesn't work. And, yep. and he has an opportunity to be far more than just the Batman. He he has an opportunity to be a symbol um, and to strike fear. And I think we start with that. He talks about there's a great scene at the start, if I'm remembering correctly, that talks about the villains are just kind of a bad guys are just fearful of him, even if he's not there. Yeah. So you get a whole bunch of shots of them yeah. get, getting spooked at shadows. Well, yeah, looking at dark, looking in dark alleys, even though no one's there. Worries that he might chop out of them. So, so that loops back to that end thing of he's got he's got more power to be a a symbol of fear of 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 hope as well. Like he's actually not just about striking fear, but he's good. Hopefully, good people will look up to him and be good because of him. Yeah, uh, and I really like that that arc. I mean, he goes on that journey himself. Like that's he leads that. Um, that's that's his journey that he kind of comes to that realization. It's not because of other characters around him, really. Um, he, he kind of he's, he he gets there himself, which is a really cool little arc for him. I, I don't know that we needed. I don't think we needed the Alfred character and the Thomas Wayne kind of little redemptive arc that they put in there mm. to try and soften that blow. I actually would have liked it if he was he was a scumbag as well. Yeah. Just making, make, 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 but it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It was. I mean, obviously, his actions got someone killed. But you could have said that. You know, that that was his mistake. Yeah, you know, he, he trusted Falcone. He made a mistake. Well, that, that's what the film does, right? Yeah. Rather than him just, he wanted to become a. You know, he wanted to wanted to be a successful politician. He he was twisted by his own sort of morality code, which is I can do more good as a politician 
but to do that, I have to cover up the sins of the past. Yeah. And and that's actually a cool, like that's someone who thinks they're principled. Yeah. Who says that that, that one death is actually worth is actually okay. It's permissible because I was able to become a, you know, politician. I was able to be mayor and then run the city and and do good things. That's actually an interesting arc for someone. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and would have been a better story than well. Actually, what he did is to ask that guy to stop being super super mean to protect his wife. And I just don't know that 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 softening needed to be there. But frankly, that whole arc really didn't need to be there. Ah, uh, so sticking with the characters, who do you want to jump to next? You know, let's let's talk the Rogues Gallery because Batman. Frankly, Batman works because his his villains are the best. I super enjoyed this take on the Riddler. I loved it. I I was so excited many moons ago when they announced that they were going to do a Riddler story because he hasn't been done justice on screen or you know in comic books are some good stories, but realistically, like he the best portrayal of him is in the video games. I think, and, and even even that is a, is a is an opportunity he's still he's still absurd and ridiculous and he's he's a secondary character he he yeah. hides kind of trophies for you to find and sets up kind of mm. traps and that's he's not a villain in that in the sense that no. um he, he's not one of the main focuses so he's kind of the extras that if you just plow through the game you can completely ignore him um yeah. which you know and, and i think that's kind of the closest we got to a good riddler i mean I love Jim Carrey's batshit in saying yeah, that's, that's Riddler not, for different reasons. Yeah, because um, it's ridiculous, but that's not the real Riddler. I mean, this, this is the closest, without putting a suit on with question marks, that he's going to get to the Riddler. Because, I mean, he's hiding his identity. You know, he's still, you know, an evil person. He's murdering people, but he's doing it for a principle. And he, he's leaving clues that if, if, you know, if Batman figured it out, he could... He could break the clues without, well, without he's, any more deaths. He's incredibly delusional to the point that he thinks that Batman is on his side, that they're I working that. together. Love um, that. And he becomes horrified when he realises that they're not working together and that Batman's working against him or trying to stop him. Paul Dano does a great, a great job. And, in fact, any part with the Riddler is the best part of the movie. Yes, 100%. Be- because... I, you know, he's one of three or four villains that we see. Which, I mean, didn't we learn anything from Spider-Man Three? Like, yeah, yeah. Is the is the movie better or worse for having so many villains in it? I think what the movie's showing is that the villains are all interconnected. Yeah, and and that they are they're kind of a constant threat that Batman's consistently dealing with at various different times. Like they don't go away. You know, it's not like a fight in a Michael Bay movie where a guy's surrounded by 10 people and they take turns trying to have a crack. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, they can, they can work together. They can piss each other off. Um, they can, they can start a war against each other and he's got to interject himself in the middle of it. Like the Falcone stuff is happening independent of the Riddler stuff. Yeah. Like it's, it's happening because the Falcone, you know, he's, he's targeting those people, but they're just as confused about who this guy is and why they're targeting him mm. as well. So, you know, they could, in theory, team up and try and take him down. Like, there's actually choices that Batman's got to make here about, you know, who to go after and when. And so I actually, it feels lived in. It feels like yeah. they're actually characters that live in this that are influential, um, that that kind of, you know, they, they give it a really lived in vibe. They're kind of starting off, um, it's a bit of a rogues gallery and Batman's well, kind know, of working pe- out who's who. I, I, 
Oswald Colpot is still second in charge. Yeah. But what what I really liked about this Batman was that, you know, he clearly sees that Colpot's dealing drugs, right? Mm. From his club, he's dealing drugs. He's like, well, that that that's fine to a degree, but I want the information. You're yeah. dealing drugs right on my nose. You're clearly powerful, but I need the information more than I care about you dealing drugs. Yeah. You're low-level mobster to me. My eyes on the big picture. You know, that's, yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to stop these murders that keep happening. Yeah. Um, and they're targeting high-profile people who, um, who, who are very powerful. Yeah. Um, and so we get the mayor gets killed first. Uh, we get uh, the the police commissioner, so yep. uh, the the person uh, below James Gordon at this stage. So James above Gordon, James, is, above James sorry Gordon. above. So he's yep. not the commissioner in this story. Yep. Um, you also get the the district attorney, um, and, and so you know it's all people connected with the Car- Carmine Falcone case, and and it's all it's all interconnected there. And so that's what the Riddler's after. And I think I think the Riddler has you get Dark Knight vibes when when you see the Joker on screen, like that yeah. that Nolan thing of having him in that video, um, which you know you've seen parodied it a million times. But it was done with really good effect. And the thing about the Joker is this guy could be the Riddler. This guy could be believable. Yeah, like in a, in a world where the internet and it's not hard to find a bunch of creeps that'll do your bidding and are looking for, you know, someone who 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 says the truth, um, and and is righteous and is going after the corrupt people. And if you if you say that loud enough, there is a cohort of people who believe that there's some sort of conspiracy theory against them or against the wider community. And the problem is, if this is he's right. Like there is a conspiracy. Yeah. Well, there was a conspiracy and it was covered up. And so he can de- he can demonstrate that, and then he can take action against those people. So that they're all in, and he extrapolates that out to mean that government just is inherently corrupt, and we should take we should take all of government out. So we're going to take down the new the the, the mayor elect, who we don't. There's no allegation that she is involved no. in at all. But his, his fourth target is Bruce Wayne. So you know, everyone is kind of the sins of your father's coming back to haunt you, kind of thing. But what I really liked about you know, Paul Dano's performance was that, you know, when he was talking to the DA when he got angry, there was real passion there. Like, you know, there was mm-hmm. real acting, you know. There was there was real pain in his voice and anger towards what he's trying to say. Where, I, I don't know, I, I just didn't, I felt the, the realness of it. I felt how invested this character was in exposing things and he didn't care what happened to him or... Yeah, he, he was he was incredible. Uh, he, yeah. His performance was amazing. Unreal. And I think it 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 elevated uh, Robert Pattinson's performance because his performance is quite muted as Batman, as both Batman and as yeah. Bruce Wayne. He's he's really sullen. He barely says anything as Bruce Wayne unless he needs to say something, um, and he's just kind of imposing, uh, physically imposing as Batman without saying a huge amount. And what he says is kind of con- contextual. He's not going on big kind of Batman esque monologues about no. truth and justice. He's He's really kind of interacting with the police force that do not like him and do not see a value in him at all. Yeah, um, they, they didn't want him in any crime scene. You know, only because Gordon says it was fine because he trusts him, which was which was interesting. But but we got back to Detective Batman, which yeah. which is actually parts. I mean, the Dark Knight flirted with it. You know, there's a bit of trying to you know put the thumb 
print back on the, the bullet that's exploded and there's a bit of that. But oh, it's, it's basically very, him standing in front little, of the computer yeah. going, you know, oh, yeah, click, 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 here's the, here's the thumbprint. Whereas yeah. this is genuine kind of him solving riddles um, and then right. having to go through and Alfred's helping with the cipher and he works well, Going, going to crime scenes and, and, you know, noticing things that the crime techs aren't even looking at. And but he's, they, he's they also not looking at something. He's not scanning it with some like it's not Arkham Knight where you've got the, no. the 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 scanner and the things that you can reconstruct the crime scene. It's none of that kind of high tech stuff. It's just he's a smart guy yeah. who works it out really quick, and he's just like, oh, he he. But he works it out too late. Like mm. he 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 fails ultimately in finding the Riddler at that stage. Yeah, this, him and Gordon have failed completely. Everything that Riddler wanted to do, he did. He killed everyone, and they were unable to stop any of the murders as they as they went through it. Um, and ultimately, they they did stop the final plan, but only by kind of, you know, they should have done a lot better and a lot quicker. Yeah, they they only didn't massacre everyone in the stadium, which was which was the plan. Mm. You know, cor- corral everyone into the stadium, then there's the the guys up top would take out everyone but, but that last scene where they were all the all the riddler clones all turned up all the people that had had bought yeah. into it and they're all dressed the same gave me genuine anxiety because it's like this is not far-fetched in 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 certain no. pockets particularly you know if they said we're going to cleanse the government this is the kind of stuff that trump was talking about and yeah. some of his hard, hardcore supporters i mean Tr- trump's big thing was drain the swamp we're going to get rid of corruption which he was never actually able to point to and say, there's the corruption. Like it was always yeah. corruption was just stuff he didn't like. I must be corrupt. Yeah. And so you hear that rhetoric and, and you know, it, the States have seen assassination attempts or successful assassinations of presidents and, and high-ranking people. So it's not out of the realms of possibility that this guy gets traction like this, particularly when he's, he's right. The yeah. people he's targeting have been corrupt, corrupt public officials and have been hiding stuff. And so, you know, there's no question that Cobblepot and um, and uh, Falcone are criminal elements that are trying to influence these people and are successfully doing so. They go and cast John Turturro as Falcone, which adds gives a, a lends a level of of kind of is, gravitas. Is, is there a more be- is there a more better you know a better looking Falcone out there? I don't think there is. He's perfect. Uh, look, I I really enjoyed Tom Wilkinson's. Falcone from the from the Nolan trilogy he doesn't get a lot of air yeah. time, no, but he's really good. But Tuturo is amazing, yeah. And, you know, and then and then you wouldn't even guess that with Colin Farrell underneath all. No, that. no, you wouldn't Probably, guess but, it. And he was really muted, like he he was really controlled in his performance. Yeah, but it it, it rang of someone who's second in charge, not the leader. You know, he, yeah. he's not doing anything dramatic because. He's been told not to. He's got to check before he does anything, kind of thing. So he, he's really he's in charge of the situation to a degree, but you still know he has a boss. Yeah, and I thought I just thought it was a great performance by by Colin Farrell in in that performance. And, and you really wouldn't even guess he's him. And I, I was kind of a bit worried because he can be hit and miss, mm. um, but he nailed it. And I thought the screen time, what he had with it, he 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 felt like a well rounded character. As I said, he there's there's not a lot of dialogue that tells you he's the number two but his performance is is someone who still has to check and is still kind of working their way through it um and he's genuinely surprised by the by the the revelation that that falcone is is the rat that they're all talking about 
Um, and so he he turns hard on him, like he yeah, hard straight away. He's like, "You are you a rat, and we'll take you out," kind of deal. Yeah. And that performance is really great. Like at the end when he realizes what's going on, um, he turns hard, and and that and Tatura is kind of the wounded. I'm still the big dog kind of deal. It's it's that's a great little performance there as well. Yeah, um, definitely. And that that scene where he, he he drags, you know, he's like, "Don't you know who I am? I own this town, and and he, you know, I own the police." And they he, they walk through the door, and there's a whole bunch of the boys in blue, the Gotham's finest, and it's just it gives you those goosebumps around. There's some, just some great set pieces and moments like that within this film. But you know, if you look back at all the clues early on, this was clearly Riddler's plan. Like mm. it, it was the motion, in, you know, he he taunted the Batman or got, gave the information to the Batman to get to get to figure out who the rat is, bring him into the light, and it was beautiful. And you know, e- even early on in the very, very early scenes, if you if you pause the movie at um, when the club was where people are coming out of the club, you can see a light on where the Riddler is taking these photos. Like it's just it's it's masterfully done. I just I don't think there's someone's really thought about a Batman movie like this before. Yeah. Yeah, and I think look, Nolan's got a particular style that you accept, and he he kind of reinvented that the superhero it's a movie it's a in, different that, story. in that sense. But it's a different take and a different story, yeah. and it's a and it's a grimier city. Like, yeah. it feels way more lived in this yeah. this this city. Um, and I just thought I thought the Riddler. I mean, this is pretty much what I would have expected out of a Nolan Riddler, like far yeah. more grounded. You know, we didn't have ridiculous traps, or he's a bit jigsaw-esque you know it's in, very in some of the, yeah like that's kind of the other vibe you get is a bit there's a bit of saw in there as well in terms of some of the you know they're not traps but they're effectively like the way he sets the crime the scene up afterwards yeah, yeah. And, and even the taunting you know he's trying to mm. teach batman a lesson he's trying to teach yeah. him how to do something yeah even even in the end scene when they're in the investigation together he's still trying to teach him yeah, I, I'm, you're not as smart as I as I thought you were. Now, before we go on to actually, let's finish the characters off before I ask this question. Um, so Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah, I, I think I think I was I was joining you in being really worried about the level of her role because because yeah. to me I, I don't I have very little interest in Catwoman as a yeah, character, um, and I thought she was she was really good, and yeah. and I thought they kind of used her the. Almost the exact amount I could have really done without the Batman Catwoman love story bit. Yep, same. The, I really just don't think that needed to be there. And and I think, interestingly, we had the same reaction because I do really want to talk about the score. Um, yep. But anytime they were on screen together, the score just shit me up the wall. Yeah. Um, and and it just was this overly flowery kind of lovey. It would have been at home on the Titanic kind of music. It, it, just, it just needed for him to use her for what she needed to get done yep. and be done with it. Have a, a compressed role for Catwoman and bring her back in the next one if you want to, but it, it just it, there was too much of her and too much power that she had over the story, and and there was no reason for him to be kind of to be to be kissing her and to to I, even I, kind of consider leaving with her. Like she asked that proposition, and there's kind of a, a beat where you're like, maybe he will go with her. But and that's what I said in in actually in the cinemas when the when they first kissed. I'm like, that's not earned. Yeah. Why? Why is he kissing her? Like, yeah, she's she's Zoe Kravitz. She's beautiful, or whatever. But and she's helped you out a little bit. But she's kind of pissed you off the whole time. Yeah, she hasn't done exactly what you asked. She took the the the, the eyepiece out when you asked her not to. 
she didn't trust you fully. You know, she didn't. She wasn't completely honest with you. There's just there's so many things that didn't need to be done about that character, and I feel like they they needed to give a certain amount of screen time per person. And she used they used hers. I think I think too much, but it didn't it didn't bug me as much as I thought it was going to. No, it didn't didn't ruin the story for me. I just think it, you're right. It was a bit unearned, and I think that that's kind of that was also my issue with the Dark Knight Rises too. Yeah, is that is that was shoehorned in if she was a character over all three movies that he kind of had this deep affection for that was building. You might uh, you might accept a kiss at the end of the the, the trilogy. Yeah. But in the end, he kind of he goes and Bruce Wayne marries Catwoman and goes to Rome or Italy or whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. That was, was all just like, what the hell is this? So yeah. that's what I think everyone. That was because it was unearned. It didn't. You got a whole lot of like highfalutin kind of talking about, you know, what is you know the separation of Bruce Wayne and Batman and what that means. You just didn't need it here. It was shoehorning. He meets her, and within a two seconds, he's making out with her. It doesn't make. There, a there could have been. Sense. There could have been like heavy flirting. Between the bat and the cat, but they, they didn't. They didn't need the kiss, and the kiss was not earned. And I don't. It just bugged me more than anything. You know, and I just think I think you could pretty much excel as that whole character and not lose a huge amount. Mm. And I think there's a huge amount going on with villains anyway. And the conflict with Batman and Catwoman through the whole run of the comic books is that she's ultimately a villain. Yes, she, she will make the wrong. She will make bad decisions. She's a criminal. She's a thief, and he's trying to stop that. And he's hugely conflicted. And you don't. That's that's not earned here. No, because she's breaking into a place, sure, but that's the only time you see her cat burgling. Like she's she's breaking into a vault. Obviously, she knows how to do it because it's a safe. She, and- she's working for criminals in a criminal enterprise, yeah. but she's not yeah. necessarily a criminal in that sense. So she doesn't no. have autonomy. She's not making choices. She's working as a legitimate sort of host bar person for a criminal in a well, legitimate well, her big her big plan was to steal from them the whole time yeah so, so she's working them over it, it, it just didn't need to be there in, in, and then, in a three-hour movie it didn't need to be there well you also then didn't need the fact that she's falcone's uh, daughter and that she's out for revenge and and that's the shoehorn that was trying to get to the point we were making about you this is not just about vengeance. This is more than, um, than than your. You're also more than a product of your sort of family links. Yeah, it's trying to say a lot when it doesn't need to. Yeah. Um. And, and that Catwoman character to me doesn't. It doesn't hurt the film, but it's not. You could lose it, and I wouldn't be bothered. Yeah, I, I think what what you need to do was just use that. Use her to get into the club. She's a she's a stewardess, and she uses that scene with the eyepiece because that was really tense and interesting. I liked, you know, Batman walking her through, you know, talking to certain people and whatnot and looking for her friend. That's fine. But then you'd be done with it. Ditch her after that. Bring her back in the next movie. Make her Catwoman. Yeah. So she's she doesn't need to be articulated. She does a lot no. of bike riding in this. Like there's a, yeah. there's a, a lot, lot of, of bike riding. There's bike a riding. lot of, like a lot of scenes of them just driving around the city, like a full minute of them driving around the city. Um. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of slow walking, slow entrances. I know that upset you way more than it, it did me. You were very upset for some reason. It just almost like just move like a normal person. Him stomping in with these big freaking loud. There was a lot of shots of like metallic boots, just, and I'm like, did I miss something? And look, are your boots that heavy that you're you're sounding out over the rain? Just get in there and kick their ass. I don't understand the big slow motion reveal. It's 
It, but the the start of the movie is actually. Let's do we finish with characters. We're done with characters yeah. now. I think I think I think we got the main. Oh, look, Alfred's really good. So yeah, it, it doesn't get And again, I just don't think you need that character as pronounced as it is in that small that small pocket. I think that he could just be there, and you can explore that in later movies. I think this movie does so much; it doesn't need the. And he's also angry at Alfred for some reason. Yeah. A, a story arc that you get either. Yeah. Um, he he could have just been there. I just don't think you need that. Every character kind no, of had just, its circular moment, and I just don't think you needed it. You could have had him helping figure out the the riddle, figuring out the underground. Just, just accepting that he's still helping yeah, Batman learn that's stuff. Fine. That's, that's all you need. Absolutely fine. You don't need. No. You don't need that. I just don't think you needed that kind of person there to, to do it. And also, what was wrong with Jeremy Irons? Could we really? not bring Jeremy Irons back? Yeah, Jeremy Irons was great. I like Jeremy Irons. Couldn't he, we have he, had him? He didn't have a long enough run, which is a bit sad. Uh, but, do we need to throw everything out of... Because this would have had Affleck in it. This this intended to be... This was, was an, the, an the Batman movie, yeah. But, but Affleck was writing so it and directing it, so it would be a very different movie. If he but was still, writing it was intended that he was going to be in it as well. Right? He was yeah. going to be Batman in this movie. Yeah. So would he have had Jeremy Irons as well? Yeah, he would have had Jeremy Irons, and you would have had uh, uh, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, which I'll, also I'm okay with. I mean, Jer- Jeffrey Wright's fine. Like he's yeah, he was fine. He's he quite was, a good. He's yeah. quite a good. I, I like Jeffrey. Wright I, I like as well. the way he talks. He has a really unique way of talking. Like it's, he's almost whispering, but it's slightly above a whisper. Yeah, it's sometimes. A growl, a grumble, it's like, oh, I like know. it. I, the way he talks. Um, and it's good to see a person of color in that in that yeah, uh, that definitely. role, you know. But you also see kind of the early interactions. You also don't. They didn't need feel the need to hold your hand on him earning his trust. Like no. he just him and him and Batman are, are, are in cahoots together already. Like yeah. they've already obviously worked together. He trusts him. That's all there. We didn't need to be spoon fed that early relationship either, which I love. But, but like, also, also, like you know, they they basically kidnap Penguin, arrest him. And then just interrogate him and let him go. Like, there's not a whole yeah. bunch of arrests being done. It's just the greater good, you know, getting getting that to the greater good. Uh, so I, I want to go to the, the starting the starting scene of okay. the Riddler. You start with the Riddler looking through the binoculars at the mayor's house. Yeah. Interesting place to start. Yep. It sets a tone very, very early of, you know, a, a slow, methodical build-up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's waiting. He waits for the guards to leave. You know, he waits for the, the kids to go trick or treating. It's it's very thought thought out plan um, that he goes through to attack him when he's by himself. I I I like it, and I think, but I think it would turn some people off straight away with it, opening it, the it, scene like that. It clearly sets the message that this is a different type of Batman film. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think it, it sets itself apart really quickly. I think. That that early montage of Batman talking about you know the fear and being in the shadows, I loved that. I thought that set that the was pace after really this well. scene, yeah, yeah. So I thought that set the pace really well. That that's the different character interactions. Batman's all about fear, and in fact, what the Riddler's doing is the same thing. And that's yeah. why that's why they're kind of he thinks that they're similar. Is they're just creating fear. They're creating mm-hmm. fear about those that are that should be fearful, the corrupt, yeah. the you know the criminal element. So you can see why he thinks that they're on the same page. You know, yeah. they're both doing same things. Batman is not doing anything lawfully. You, you know, no. you can't argue that he's he's you know acting for the for the law. He he's he's an, a law unto himself, and I think that's where Riddler's also at. The, yeah. the the police won't do that. The law won't fix this. So I'm going to is yeah. effectively the same 
is the same position as Batman. Yeah. If the cops were doing a good enough job and were, were squeaky clean, Batman wouldn't need to do what he does. But he, but he even says, um, you know, I don't have the 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 brute force to to drag yeah. him out. You do. So yeah. I, I, I gave you who he is on a platter. You dragged him out. I took care of him. Yeah. Like so, he he's effectively using Batman as another tool, and Batman walks straight into it. Oh, straight does into does it. his bidding, you know, and 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 he leaves. He 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 um. He excites Batman. I think he 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 um, lights up the part of Batman's brain to, to that he wants to solve riddles. The detective side of him, what he wants to explore that. So he's, and I don't want to say he's enjoying it, but he's he's there's this is a real challenge for him. And the Riddler's just using him as a bit of a puppet, and he gets yeah. exactly does exactly what he wants him to do. And Batman well, yeah, doesn't speak I mean, until it's too late because the, the whole movie is is everything that Riddler wants. You know, even Batman says, you know, it's Riddler's game now. Mm. At one point, because he's basically given up that he knows he's he's beaten, I think, and he, everything the Riddler does exactly what he wants to do. You know, he murders all the people, he blows up the dams. The only part that fails is the part that he wasn't involved in, that he had yeah. no control over. That's the only part of the whole stage that fails, which, which is brilliant because he's he's a he's a he's a borderline genius. Um. So. I just think that's a really complete character, and I wish it was probably more focused on the Riddler. Yes, me too. I think every character gets is is done kind of is undercooked a little bit because you have to fit them all in. Mm. And I think you probably could have done without Catwoman. I would excise Catwoman from that. Well, I don't think excise just cut her role down a lot like and Harvard. give more time to the Riddler and and the the Carmine Cobblepot story. Yeah, because they are so interconnected. Yeah, um, that that I think leads you to to a to a much tighter story even at the same length i just think you, you just need a little bit more of, of exposure um we get a redesigned batman Matt mobile you know yes. we get basically a, yes. an armored vehicle which is well it's a muscle car it's a muscle car but it's basically armored and you get a really great extended um uh a chase through through a uh, chasing uh cobblepot through yeah. the the uh the highway there and and he causes a massive Explosion, but you know, Batman kind of one ups him on that. But again, it's it's I mean it's realistic. I mean, other than the 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 ramp landing exactly where he needs to, the yeah. the the cartridge is, is real because you know cars react the way they would react if someone was coming at them or it's also shot them. very tight. Like it's yeah. very the you angles feel like, are you feel really, like really tight. Like you're there. Yes, yeah. the way that was shot was really interesting, and 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 the colors in that was almost almost red and black. Like yes. Yeah. You know, it was really uh, colorized. Um, an amazing score, Michael Giacchino again. Yes, um, who just does it? An amazing score with very simple kind of melodies that go through. Harvey Maria, the song that is is woven all the way through. There's a kick-ass Nirvana song that works really well through that whole um, the whole set. So they use sort of modern music um, with 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 old old you know old. Um, movie music like Harvey Maria and and then the the Giacchino um, score over the top. Some of, of his that. stuff, like that car chase scene, is just epic music wise. But that kind of singular note, yeah, um, uh, a theme that Batman's got is just is just brilliant. Um, and and there's takes on that all through the movie. Um, so I loved I love that I love the set design. I thought I didn't like Wayne Manor. I thought it was way too gothic. Like the, it looked uh, the the tunnel. Entrance. Well, yeah, but where he sits to have breakfast in the morning, where they're going through stuff. Oh, it looks it, like it's de- decrepit. It, it, it just—it's just a weird. It just took me out of the movie a little bit. It's like uh, it's like an know, Adam's Family kind of thing. 
It was really strange. Yeah. Like I know that it would be an old style mansion, but it's really old style yeah, mansion. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's not modern at all, and it's it looks like it's like their people shouldn't be living in there. It looks like a castle. Like yeah. it looked like a gothic castle, which you know I would have liked to see a bit more modern. I mean, even even the the Bruce Wayne in in uh, in the in the Nolan trilogy um, is in a modern. It's it sure is. It's basically he, he shuts it down after the dark night and it's all just kind of there and it's all covered up and stuff, but it's still a modern take on it. And then you get a super modern bat cave and stuff in the, well, um, I mean, I don't know about super modern bat cave. I really liked the, the DIY look of this, of the bat cave. No, no, I, no I'm saying that the, the, the really ultra modern bat cave of the, of the, oh, the movies, of the Affleck movies, of yeah, the yeah. Affleck movies, you know, yeah. and there's that you don't get, there's not really nothing high tech about this. Bat no, it, even, even like in his car, it, it's all kind of, that old school, you know, eighties computer screen where it's just like yeah, two colors and yeah, and yeah, levers like, and yeah, and levers and, and mechanical stuff that you can see things happening. It's it's not definitely not. It's definitely like a DIY Batman. That the bat suit is clearly just armor. Um, you see, I think you see one little bomb that he attaches somewhere, like a with a. But that's pretty much the high tech, most high tech thing that yeah. you actually see. Um, his his flight suit is a kind of. Is a base jumping suit, so was it's not something prepared that... for that at all. His cape turns into a flight suit. That was wicked. But and that's that's a base jumping suit that you, yeah. you you see on 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 daredevils and stuff that do base jumping. That's that's what it looks like, and he completely fucks that up. Yeah, like I he, love he, that. You know, he 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 ruins that because he, he clearly hasn't used it. In fact, he kind of freaks out at the top. Like, well, he's like, he, oh, he, he I don't know jumps, if this is going like, to work. Yeah. yeah, he kind of stops and goes, "Oh shit, they're coming!" But I need to have an. Need a second to steady myself here. For, for good reason, because he crashes pretty quickly after yeah, that. Yeah, and crashes um, hard. Um, I hated. There's a couple of close shots of his face. Like it looked like yeah. he's had a GoPro on his head. Mm. Hated those shots. I don't know what. I, they were I there hated for. the shot where he first dives off the building. It was in the trailers yeah. as well. You see it in the trailer. I really hated those scenes. I, it it I, almost had yeah. to show that it was Robert Patterson. Yeah, like it felt like it was like we've got to show that he's Batman. So he's here's a couple of shots of his face, and it just did not work for me it no. took me out of that, that no, I, did, I didn't like i really like the close-ups on the, on the car the car yeah. i really enjoyed the close-up. but anything else where they he was super super close like there's a lot of shots of eyes and really zoomed in things of like the dial of the safe which i didn't i didn't think was i mean i'm not sure that's, that's his look or whatnot but mm. i didn't think that was needed i mean we're nit, i think we're nitpicking here now yeah but, i i loved i loved the design of riddler's uh riddler's apartment and all the stuff that was going on in there um I, I love huge that. seven vibe, massive seven vibe. Basically the, the same chopper yeah. shot scene. The, the stuff that the stuff that he was sending Batman, that design, all that stuff yeah. was great. His new logo, it, the Riddler's new logo, the bat suit looks great. There's a lot of great design elements in here. Um, cobble uh, the, the the club, um, Gotham feels like a real yeah. city. Um, there's a I just I loved a whole bunch of this design stuff. Um, I think I. Yeah, I don't want to keep going a bit because it is, you know, it's a really long movie and we could talk for hours about it. I I would really encourage people to, to go and see it, yeah. even if you're not a Batman fan. I think there's enough value in here that you would that you would appreciate and you like, particularly if you like thrillers or horror movies that kind of skew that way. Um, it's not particularly go- like it's not gory. There's no, no it's not sore, it, it, it's, it's but you br- get a bit of a vibe. It's there's a seven vibe. It's brutal. Like the the things that you you see have already happened on screen. It's, it's not seven, but it, it it takes so much from seven. So if you, if you mix the Dark Knight with seven with the Zodiac Killer, you've basically got this movie. Yeah, 
that that yeah. that's the I think that's the blueprint they would have gone with. I, I can't recommend this movie high enough. We could talk about so many things about this movie, but I, I love that you know the very first murder weapon releases the whole plan. Like you know, it, mm-hmm. it's just it's so methodically thought out by by the Riddler, and it's just and a, even the social media presence. There's just there's clues everywhere that can figure it out, and he just I love that Batman failed. I love yeah. that he ultimately failed, and he's going to learn from this. Oh, it it's um. The, the serial killer leaving clues, that bone collector vibe, yeah. you know, seven bone collector, all those movies, there's a vibe that comes out of it and you get he's leaving clues expecting to be caught down the yeah. line. Like, and that it's almost that police procedural, but it's done by a vigilante who doesn't really give a shit about procedure. So it, I, I just think, I think that's a, a really cool vibe. And you and I were talking before seeing this movie, like what, where should we go? And I've said, I, I think I said, I, I would love to see him chase Victor Zaz down. Yeah. You know, a serial killer that needs to be caught. And that's exactly what they delivered. Yeah. Like, I think I turned to you at the end of this and said, this was a Batman movie made for me. Like, I, this I, is- I feel like they listened to our podcast. Yeah. And they made the exact movie we, we described. It's the Batman movie we've been craving. Yeah. And, and, and after seeing the massive disappointment was Batman versus Superman and the Justice League kind of iterations i i just wonder i mean he, affleck was clearly too old to play this version of batman yeah. yeah um and i think robert pattinson does a well enough job but it doesn't really matter who batman is no, particularly on the suit it makes no difference and i he was he was very muted and he was fine when he was talking to catwoman was the most talking he did um I mean, he's clearly a younger Batman. You know, he makes a couple of silly jokes that that are funny, I guess. But I don't know. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. But I don't think it matters who Batman is. It really does not matter who Batman is under that cow. No. And I think the the, the bigger, the harder part for, for that, that actor is to play Bruce Wayne. Because I think as long as you're in good physical condition, I think anyone can kind of jump under the suit and be Batman, right? Yeah. Have, a, have, a, have a slightly gruff voice. Yeah, I just think I think that it's it's the Bruce Wayne part's harder to get, um, and he plays a very wounded kind of a, a, a complete social pariah, which I, is I what do, happens to, I to do, Bale's, you know, Batman. I do like that. I like that he's not the playboy, you know, philanthropist. Everyone, you know, he sees Bruce Wayne with all these beautiful women, which is what all the other Batman do. You know, they're out, they're out at art opening galas and whatnot, and. It, because because that's the good cover, right? That guy yeah. clearly is not going to be running around. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. Yeah. So it's a perfect cover. Yeah. Um, you do see Nolan's Batman go through that arc, and he ends up in Dark Knight Rises. He's he's a basically a you know a hermit, you know living living on his own. Yeah. Um, so to see kind of a much younger Batman being that kind of we never see him i think that kind of lends more to that fact that he could actually be batman <laughs> like yeah we never see him so therefore he's probably no, batman. batman exactly whereas exactly. i think being, being in the public eye being a show pony running the company people are like well he hasn't got time he's running a big company yeah so i think i think that there is some you know that that makes sense as a cover um i just didn't like the moody you know you're not no. my real dad and that was that was basically line for line what he says to yeah, alfred says, not my dad. i think he says you're not my dad i think he's yeah, pretty sure and, he and says it's that like you're not my father. It's like, well, yeah, yeah you're moody shit, but he's been your dad since you were about seven, seven or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, shut the hell up. up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just I, that was really unearned, and I think that took that detracted from the movie. I, I, I just say one. My probably my 
the I reckon the weakest part of the movie is the last half hour with the flooding. Do, do, do you really think so? I, I don't. I don't think I enjoyed the action scene as much as I thought I would. Like I like how it all kind of wrapped up and, and it was a the plan was in motion and it all worked essentially. Mm. But him fighting the goons at the end just didn't feel. He he should have dominated those guys. Yeah, like he yeah. should have. And he and he he went to town on one of them, and that guy just had like a bloody nose. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he, he he could have killed that bloke. Yeah, I I just feel like that last kind of. I know I know it's only his year two, but and these guys will probably have military training or military backgrounds or whatever. I don't know. I just I just didn't love the last half hour. You know, him electrocuting himself to to save the people and then helping the little boy who he's been following through the whole movie. And it's just, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like that story needed a big action set piece, but I guarantee you the studio went, we need a big finale battle to finish. it. I had no problems with the finale. I think it needed it. And I think it was building to, to Joker's uh, to the Riddler's sort of magnum opus. And I think he got there. Yeah. Um, I I love how he got there. I just didn't love how it was executed. I, I was absolutely okay with it. It was a little bit saccharine at the end with him kind of helping people out and you kind of over a voiceover. It was a bit like join mm. the join the firefighters. Like it was a yeah. little bit kind of like a recruitment video. You know, I, I didn't mind that. I, I could have done without the follow me Batman, Catwoman yeah. issue. Like just, then, just come a, with me. Then a five-minute drive, them watching them drive out and, of the city. And, and, the, and it's always bad dialogue in those sections where yeah. she's like, you know, I, I see you've already, you're already committed or something like yeah. that. And she's like talking about the for. city. Yeah. You're already spoken for. And you're like, oh, shut up. You've known him for three minutes. Shut yeah. the hell up. <laughs> so I just, I felt that was really unearned uh, and that kind of detracted from it. But, you know, apart from that, I, I just think, I just think it was a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful film and a great return to form for Batman. And it yeah. makes me excited about what's next. Should we put another little sting in for super duper ultra, ultra spoilers when we talk about the last little bit? Cause I'm, I'm more interested in, in asking you about it. Um, okay. Sure. Ultra spoiler alert warning. Super duper ultra spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. The, the, the clearly the reveal of the Joker being that kind of either in this universe or the next villain. Yeah. Did it need it? Did you want it? Was it just fan service? Uh, I, don't, I don't want it. That's for damn sure. I don't want another Joker. And I'm sure, and he looks, sure, you look at the photo of him smiling, sure, he looks like a Joker. There's hundreds, there's a couple of other actors you could point to who smile like that and say they're the Joker. I just, I really, and I appreciate them not doing it in the first episode, the first movie, like Nolan did. But you, you know he's going to be a bigger part in the second movie, and I just well, I don't want it. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just a little bit of fan service that he's talking about. I, I don't, I don't think so. You've hired a pretty big name actor now to do that. Um, the guy who was in, um, he's in the Eternals, so he's and, another, and he's in, fan, I'm pretty Marvel. sure he's in Fantastic Beasts as well. He's he's in the Killing of the Sacred Deer too, which is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, he, he's gonna he's, he's a he's a bigish actor, and I don't think it's just a it's just a cameo. I think he's going to be a big part either in the second or third movie. I just, I just don't want him to come in and dominate because I think, and I, I love that he wasn't in this one very much, and I love that it was just a small little little part. I just, I love that they did with the Riddler, and I, I think there's so many other characters you could explore before going back to the well with the Joker. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. Batman's Rogue Gallery is massive, and we haven't seen any of them committed to celluloid like we would like. 
Um, the video games do it really well. Um, you know, and I'd really like to go back to the well. I feel like we've done the Joker well enough. Like, well, Joker I feel like, like you got you got, so, defi- you got you got kind of every version of the Joker you're going to get. Yeah, like yeah, we haven't seen the the full um, video game Joker, but he kind of lives in a video game land. Yeah, you, you've seen the cut. You've seen the the you know the comic gangster version of of um, of uh, Keaton's version. You saw Heath Ledger's the best version of the Joker you're going to get. Well, and I and I think Nicholson's as you know Nicholson. I think in, in looking back, he's as good. They're just yeah, different it's, versions. It's different versions in um, context. It, it's as good. And then you have got the joke that was bloody Jared Leto because he's trying to destroy everything. But and you've and you've also got the standalone Joker. The the yeah. um, you know the uh, uh Joker and Phoenix. You've you've, um, you've just done that character to death. And and sure, if you want to kind of make him your third, your third movie villain because there is going to be three movies it's already confirmed um you know patterson's already signed on for three i just don't think you get joker next time i think he's yeah, they save him for the last one I, I think i think that'd be wise to do i i know it's rumored already that mr freeze is coming um which would be- is is that the character you're most interested in given I, he was I, I, handled I, so poorly I, I just i just love what they did to him in the animated series the way the way they depicted him in the animated series is so much better and different than what they did in obviously Batman Forever. Whether that there, wants to there is a there is a Batman and Robin. There there is a number of Batman villains that exclude themselves because they are fantastical. So Poison yeah. Ivy's we're very well known. She, she kind of rules herself out because she is so fantastical and yeah, she yeah. has powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen Harley Quinn. I think she's well established, and I don't think she needs to be in this no. universe. She's no. she's adapted somewhere else. Is there a particular villain you haven't seen? Well, we haven't seen Court of Owls. Court of Owls yeah. is a new, a relatively new uh, villain, only in what two thousand and twelve, where basically they run Gotham from the shadows, mm. um, and if you disagree with them, they'll they'll assassinate you essentially, um, which is is a cool, which could be a cool thing that isn't. A one individual character it could be, you know, a society of people, which could be awesome. I've, I mean, I've always said that, that Mr. Freeze could be interesting, but again, he's very, he's a bit fantastical with his, you know, ice gun. I'm sure there's a realistic way to do that. Um, we've seen Two Face kind of done to death, which is a bit literally, literally done um, to death. I, I, I want to see Hugo Hugo Strange. Yeah. Um, and I and I'd love to see Zaz, uh, Victor Zaz, yeah. who's just a kind of serial killer. Um, but and a lot of them do boil down to I think you could have Professor Pig and a few others that you could do that are just basically a take on this movie. I think they they're dark yeah. and gritty and they just kill people. So I, I think Hugo Strange and Arkham being much more of a bigger a, well, a bigger you, story. You've, you've story kind of the obviously they're going to go Penguin going to be your big your big character, which you know it doesn't really bug me that Penguin's going to be your next big character. I think you know doing it doing it justice this way is, is is fine. It doesn't bother me as much as I think it would bother other people. I I, I really liked his performance, and I, I don't mind if they're going to do like three or four characters again. He he's obviously a big player in the underworld, so I'm I'm kind of happy that he's there, but not not trying to steal the spotlight at the same time. Mm. Like I think they'll probably bring in Harvey Dent because you know the DA is always you know needs to be Harvey Dent now that now that the, the last one died. Um, I don't know. There's there's some really exciting options here going forward, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited by it. But my my big question, Shan, to you, was when he was saying Bruce Wayne 
in the interrogation mm-hmm. scene. Did you yeah. take that as that he knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne? Initially, I did. Um, I wasn't as convinced by the no, end. No, I don't. That. I don't believe so. I, I believe that he kept saying his name to say that you know that was his one failure kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some of the things he said subsequent to that, I don't necessarily think that that means it. I think Batman put that together at the crime scene because there's, there's clues at the crime scene too where he yeah. talks about knowing the real you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think that that was just Batman's anxiety about being found out. Yeah. And and he's quite open about, well, if I get found out, I'm effectively dead and, and that's the end of my Batman run and I'd, I'm happy to die kind of deal. Like he yeah. makes that point. He's, he's This is basically his life now. If he gets found out, He's only concerned about the people around him, so he would basically just die. Like yeah. he, that's the end of him, um, which I think is a really interesting take on the, that character too. He's just like, well, I'm, I'm no longer kind of Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's the cover for Batman, yeah. And and the Riddler makes that point. He, he's like, because all that stuff points to the fact that he's he could be saying, I know who you are, mm. but who you are is Batman, and Bruce is your cover, yeah. Um, and he and I and I still don't know which way. I, I still I'm leaning to the fact that he doesn't know that he's Bruce Wayne. I am too, but it's really interesting the way it's it's shot and portrayed, but it, it could go either way. It's ambiguous, and I think yeah. that's the way to leave it, is that he's not ever actually going to be sure um, unless he's, he says it outright, and and that might be the the in for the, the Joker. Like yeah. them sharing a cell, he then tells him, and that's, that's where he comes after Bruce in a different way for the Joker. I think that would be interesting um, to, to keep the linkages to the story. I think the question I'm really interested in at the end of this straight away asked you where does this rank in terms mm. of, of of batman movies you've had a bit of time to think about it now um i know you know everyone's a big fan of the dark knight they're not yeah. everyone's sort of in agreement that the dark knight is the is was the pinnacle batman story uh from movie perspective i'm, I'm trying to rule out animated movies here and yeah. i'm really trying to rule out um tv shows and other other associated media here i'm really just talking about movies so yeah and 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 theatrical release movies, it should be said. So I'm yeah. I'm even ruling out Phantasm. What about Phantasm? Yeah, I'm t- I'm ruling that one out as well. I'm talking about kind of live action ones. Yeah. Where where does this sit now that you've had a bit of time to think about it? Um. The the, the problem is only seeing it once. Um. The, the, you made an interesting point though, Shannon, when you walked out of the movie was that, you know, and I I, I don't even know how long the Dark Knight is, but I've seen the Dark Knight. 20 times, mm. 20 times-ish. Uh, I've only seen this movie once, but do you want to sit through another two hours and 48 minutes or whatever it is of this movie? Of a very uh, dark and bleak movie. Of a very dark and bleak movie when you kind of already know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I will because I want to see it again, but mm. it, it's a tough question to ask, but I, th- I think The Dark Knight is still my favourite movie of all, my favourite Batman movie. It, it it works. I think the the Dark Knight works. That initial scene is so thrilling. That bank mm. heist, yeah, is so thrilling. That could you could put that in any police procedural movie, and it's thrilling. Yeah, like it actually, it's a bank robbery done well. Yeah, which which movies sometimes struggle with movies that their whole focus about it is about a heist. Yeah. like it shits all over the you know the ocean, oceans, yeah. oceans eleven or whatever. Like it's just it's so tense. And it is so wonderfully shot. It's more of a popcorn movie than this movie. Oh, for like, sure. There's way bigger set pieces. There's flying. It's, yeah, it's it's more it's more cinematic, um, and it's more accessible to more people. Mm. 
Um, and I think that's why it's kind of still to me it's the pinnacle Batman movie. Yeah. This this bat the Batman is made for me. I'm convinced yeah. of it. Like it's absolutely up my alley. I think it's a better movie for me. Um, but I don't think it's the better movie overall. Yeah, and I think I, the I Dark think, Knight I think still reigns supreme. I, I think because I mean, if the Dark Knight didn't exist, I'd still be asking for this movie. Mm. I, I, this is the movie I want to see. I want to see a, a, a grittier, darker Batman who's solving a mystery. Which is what he does every single, you know, night. Do you do you think we could ever go back to kind of the Schumacher Batman done well? I think like I think that's I think that's done. There's a, there's a lot of love for the '66 Batman. Yeah, like Adam that West. nostalgia is massive. Yeah, and that's that's campy as it comes. Yeah. Is is there a role in any media in film now? That's not dark and gritty because we—I don't think we can get darker and grittier than this, can we? Oh no, you can't get darker and grittier. Than this. Like he—he he is a savage. He—he he, he destroys some people. And, and so, so does it? Does it loop? Does it come back? Do we go back to kind of? I more don't. I like, don't think. I reverence? think cinema's moved on from that. The only way you could probably do it is to try and do your Marvel method. Make him, and I just—I just don't think it works. And it doesn't right? work like for I Batman. Just... He's not that character. He's not that. He's not quippy. He's not. He's not joking. He's not funny. Yeah, he's a moody guy who wants to beat up bad guys. People are jokey around him because yes. he is moody. It's easy yes. to kind of... He, he, he's the butt of the joke, yeah. Do, and like, do, do you know what the funny thing is? We we, we got that. We yeah. actually got that Batman, and we got that Batman as Lego Batman. Yeah. Like, that's the only way to get this inroad in is yeah. to make Lego Batman. Yeah. And that works because everyone's just like, you're so dire. Like, all the jokes are about how gritty and edgy he is. Yeah. Um. And Will Arnett's perfect to pull that off. Yeah, definitely. But but that's 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 the only way I think you can do that is an animated Batman. Yeah. And in there, that context, there's no there's no, there's no Schumacher Schumacher Batman won't happen again. So we yeah. can appreciate Schumacher Batman for what it was, um, which is a garbage fire of a second movie. But yeah, they're both know, garbage fires. No, different they're ways. different ways. But I, I love I have a soft spot for Batman Forever. But I mean, yeah, the, me I guess the big the bigger question overall is you know where does it rank? If you ranked all your Batman movies, mm. where are we? I, we actually, you actually, you asked me this at the start of the start of the um, movie before we saw it. I said, Dark Knight will still reign supreme. This yep. will go second, and then you go Batman Begins. Is what I said. Originally. I think you, I think you said Begins. Did I say Begins for the next one? I think so. And this this yeah. will be third. I, I still love Batman Begins. No, no. Actually, sorry, you said Rises. No, I think I you said rises. No, definitely not. I'd never, sure? I'd, I'd never rate rises that high. I'd have okay. serious falls of rises. Maybe it was. Maybe it was begins. But either way, I I, I love Batman Begins, and I think it. I think it's at, almost as good as the Dark Knight. Mm. If you had a villain who was as good as Heath Ledger was as the Joker, it would be a better movie. Yeah, and I don't. I don't rate it that highly. I don't think I think the Nolan movie gets a lot of love. The, the whole Nolan trilogy gets a lot of love because of the Dark Knight. Mm. The Dark Knight is so good. Mm. The trilogy gets lifted. No, up. I don't. I disagree with that. I think I think Begins is a gritty story without the, without a, a, a really big bombastic main. It villain. still has a bit of the fantastical in it too. Like it's still well, it's, got Raja. It's, more, it's and, more drugs. It's more drugs and a, a, a league of assassins. They don't yeah. say he's immortal. Yeah, but it's a bit kind of like a League of Assassins. Which what are we I doing? Think, like, no, I, I think this still goes number two for me. But if I saw it again, I, I, I've I've already bought the pot figures. Yeah, you know, I'm in. I'm I'm committed. I like this movie. And I and I'm making these rankings for me only. Like I said, I think still think 
Dark Knight is the more accessible film for everyone. But I'm putting this louder than that. And I'm saying for mine, this is still my, this is now my, my top Batman film. So the Batman is number one. Dark Knight is two for me. And then I think, I think there's some nostalgia that comes out of the Batman because we've seen so many iterations for different generations. Um, I think, I still think that the Nolan trilogy gets too much love. So I'm, I would put Batman, the, the Burton Batman in, in there as three. Um, and then I'd probably have Begins Returns. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Rises. F- forever. Forever over Rises. I, I hated Rises. Like yeah, I, I really, I, like I could not get past the ridiculous of Tom Hardy's voice yeah. where you cannot understand what's happening there. And apart from that opening scene, which is nearly as good as the bank heist, mm. the plane, the, the midair plane heist that they shot for realsies, which yeah. is kind of just batshit. Yeah. Um, the, the film falls off rapidly at that point. Um, and and then it's just, it, it's got to be like Batman v Superman. Sure. Oh, do and, you care at that point? At that and point, then do you care? And then there, I, I, I took a bat-shaped t- turd yeah. that I filmed and, and put on a theatre, yeah. and I watched, I'd prefer that bat turd and then Batman and Robin. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I don't want to leave the audience with any, with any, there is a line in Batman, Batman and Robin, which is the last movie, where he pulls out a back credit card and says, <laughs> "Never leave the cave without." Never it. leave the cave without it. Yeah, and and that made a movie. Yeah, and and that that was in a movie, people. That was in a Batman movie. And they also had bat nipples on their on their they costumes. Did. Like they I just did. don't think that people realize how bad that movie is. Yeah, um, and it's full of ice puns because yeah. Schwarzenegger is just hamming it up. Yeah, um, and 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 it's just it's just not good. No, it's a garbage. It's just not good movie. Um, so, and that should have killed the franchise, frankly, yeah. in that, in that context. What about your order? Um, I, I have to go, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I want to watch this again. I don't think I can read it properly until I see it again. I, I love 90% of this movie. I think, I think some of, some of the score really bugs me. Like really bugs me. The whiny emo Batman yeah. score bugs me. The, the pace of them walking and doing things really irks me sometimes. That really upset you, didn't it? It really upset me. Like, why are you walking so slow? Move it. Um, and you didn't need all the establishing shots of them driving around. Like, you don't need to see in real time them driving. Just places. give the audience what they want, bad boy. Like, give them a, the, the structure. Come on. Yeah. What are you, where okay. are you rating it? Right. Okay. We just spent an hour talking about Dark it. Come on. Night. We know this. Dark Knight. Yeah. The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Batman Begins. I'll go mm-hmm. Keaton. I'll go... Uh, Which Keaton? Which Keaton? Keaton? You're going Batman? Batman. Yeah. Then I'll probably go Batman forever. Batman forever. Yeah. Yeah. Batman Returns. Yeah. And then does it really matter? <laughs> it does to just, me. Just, I mean, I, Batman vs. Superman was good because I had that one good... Go- uh, that scene in the in the, um, in the yeah, warehouse. One good scene, yeah. Uh, so that point... Uh, but but I, I will point out, it also had Martha. Yeah, but it's... it's Why still, did you say that, no? It's still better than, you know, Never Leave the Cave Without It. So, yeah. um, and I'm probably forgetting one, but it really seems inconsequential at this point because Rises, I just don't rate it all. Um, where, where did you... Sorry, where did you put Rises? Rises would probably be sixth after okay. after Returns. And returns 
is objectively a bad movie. Yeah. But for some reason, both of I think it's maybe because of the McDonald's glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, which the Riddler j- j- had the coins, or the Two Face one had the, the coins, coins as the, the question mark. Yeah, just solid glasses. McDonald's, if you're listening, bring back Batman villain glasses. Yeah, that's the only reason I'll yeah. go there every day. And, to bring and, them back. And again, it's because I love Riddler. I've always loved the Riddler, and it's my favorite villain over the Joker. Like Joker's been done way better, but I love everything about the Riddler, and I'll continue to, I'll continue to push for Riddler to be represented better but this is a, a perfect example of that um but i want to see it again i really really enjoyed myself and i loved i love paul dano um so i don't think we can say much more than that um thank you very much uh, for listening go see the batman yeah go see it like, go, go see it, it. it was it was empty the cinema on opening night like i saw spider-man no way home and it was packed and there was clapping and there was we saw it at seven o'clock on thursday yeah and there was no one out. there um, a couple of things to point out. First of all, be ready for a very long movie. Three hours. Yeah. Um, it, it is. It is a bit of a slog. It's so nice to be back without masks. Yes. It does. It does really make the movie experience so much better. Not having to wear a mask uh, uh, through it. Um, I thank you for the people we saw it with. There was no clapping at the end. Yes, I was. Um, well, there's only about twenty people in the cinema, so. Um... And I would probably say to the audience that is prepared to stick around to watch the final end, if you're not deeply invested in Batman lore, don't bother. Yeah. As soon as the as soon as the credits roll, you can pretty much walk if out. You're not, if you're not doing ha- more research into this film, just don't bother mm. with this, the secret ending. Ha- have you done that research? I've done it. I know what it is. I haven't actually done it. So, so what is it? Can you tell us? Okay, so at the end of the at the end of the thing, it's a question mark and says goodbye. Right before it flashes, it has the website um, El Radar. Alada, which is the website they put in in the movie. It's a real website, which takes mm-hmm. you to a place where it gives you the cipher for Riddler's cipher yep. thing. Um, and then you solve the riddles and he'll give you the the cipher answers. When you solve six riddles, it gives you a new letter each time and it spells out what the cipher is. I won't ruin it for everyone because I know what the answer is. Um, yep. But it's leading you down a certain way and it's also leaning towards the next villain as well. Right. Okay. Of who it's going to be, which make might make your uh, point earlier moot. Right. Okay. Um, thanks. Uh, just, you could have told me that beforehand when no, I made a no, dick no. of myself. Um, <laughs> so uh, it is very reminiscent of the Dark Knight um, uh, 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 marketing that they did mm. because that is probably one of the more comprehensive marketing I've ever seen for a movie. It's actually one I'd love to do a deep dive on marketing movie stunts. Yeah, um, uh, the Dark Knight is a, is a prime example of that. A- actually, we might we might make that for one that we can do a bit more research on because yeah. there's some really cool stuff in there. That's it from me. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of of our uh, humble little show. Uh, <laughs> and from Jake, I'm vengeance. Couldn't be anything else, could it? I mean, he's an impersonator. A fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Do you cringe at culturally insensitive, sexist, racist, problematic jokes in not quite old enough television shows? Do you like old-timey announcers who keep asking inane rhetorical questions, who go on and on so much that you just want to suck them right in the gusset? Do you like the letter H? Well, do we have the show for you. 
built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one, seven. So dust off your flares, jump off your chamber pot, and a third old-timey product joke, it's time for Hardly TV History. Oh, look, <clears throat> sorry, i got a frog in my throat. Jake, you'll have to cut out all of my coughs. All of your coughing. That's right. Um, make sure it's an under hour then.